It's time to start thriving. Start thriving. The more you know about your body, the better you can take care of it. It's time to take charge of your health. Here we are, so we're going to roll with that. Broadcasting to the Thrive Life community. So we're going to kind of dive into some of those ideas today. From the ACU of Texas Studios, let's thrive. I want to empower you to make that decision. This is Thrive Life Radio with your host, Amy Robison. Good morning, Thrive Life community. Hope you all are having a fabulous start to the morning. We've just had a quite a morning already. It's been great. So, <laughs> we have such a great show for you today because, of course, Dr. Deb Belock is back um, to the show today. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Amy. We will get our stuff together, I promise. Yes. Sure. Like, <sighs> okay. We just need to do like a... <sighs> Let's just take a deep breath. <laughs> Lisa, right? (laughs) So today we are going to talk about how to bring some joy into your life and whether or not you are a joyful Jill or a Danny Downer. You know. you. I love it. <laughs> I changed it from Debbie Downer because that just I'm petitioning like, that. I, I think you should petition that. Although it, after the show, people are going to be like, Debbie Downer. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come full force mm-hmm. at you now. I know. Because <laughs> that's how it works. We're also going to talk about what it means to live in a state of happiness. And I have a really kind of interesting Thrive and Five for you today. So always glad to be with you every single week live from the ACU of Texas Studios here on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm Amy, your host and certified nutritionist. And today on Thrive and Five. Five, why it's so damn hard to change. Here's Amy with this week's Five. Five. Drive in Five. As Deb gets her breakfast <laughs> ready over here, I want to talk about why it's hard to change. Of course, you know, we're we're in the beginning of the new year. This is when everyone's on the change bandwagon, and that change usually lasts anywhere from two weeks to six weeks, and then we go back to doing what we were doing before. Exactly. <laughs> the common tale of the New Year's resolution that really doesn't work. So I want to talk a little bit about why that is and why change is such a difficult thing for us, even though it's never, it's almost never that we don't know what to do. We almost always know what we need to do. It's just a matter of why can't we just do it? Why can't we do it and why can't we keep doing it? Clearly, we both have changes we're making in our own lives. And that actually, uh, that's something I actually want to say. So I was going through um, somebody I was, I follow on Instagram and he's really awesome. And he had this um, statement up that says, you know, that the things he's talking about, he's not talking about because he's mastered them. He's going through it too. So we're all going through this together. So things that we talk about on the show, it's the same thing. It's not because we are masters in any of these areas usually far from it but it's because we're working through it and we're going through it and so we're sharing our experience to Mm -hmm. say hey we're here too we're sometimes you know down in the shit with you we're here Mm -hmm. we're going human we're human beings yes Yes, exactly we are human beings and we go through stuff so you know there's nothing there's nothing we talk about that we are masters of and I think it's really important to say that because a lot of times when we see people who are, you know, on a platform or speaking about things, we just assume that they have it all together, you know? And so we, Mm -hmm. we get kind of this false, um, what's the right word? I don't know. Just kind of like a false idealism, I guess, of the person who is speaking. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they don't know what they're talking about and not that they are not working on it or do have some maybe really good skills, um, skill sets in what they're doing, but they've also got other things and Mm -hmm. other struggles in their life. So none of us are without struggle. None of us are without this human experience of trying to learn what the hell we're doing exactly. <laughs> every day and you know something mm-hmm. different and something new is coming up or something new is coming to the surface that we you know get to address and we get to deal with or we have to address and have to deal with however it is that we look at it we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later so change change is hard for multiple reasons um but I think p- one of the most basic reasons we can talk about why change is difficult is that Usually we do something because it's a pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's been there for a really long time and you don't change patterns of behavior in 60 to 90 days. (laughs) Sometimes you can. Yeah, some. It would be nice, but usually that's not the case and it's not an overnight thing and when you're going through and making changes of whatever it is, whether it's a diet change or you're exercising more, or maybe, you know, there's some emotional pattern of behavior you've had that you're trying to, you know, trying to adjust and change that up. It doesn't really matter what it is. You know, 
there's a consistency about making change that is where it makes it happen. So if you go to the gym for a day and you go home and you look in the mirror and you don't see any, well, of course nothing <laughs> changed. So, but if you do that for a couple of days in a row, you're like, okay, nothing's changed. I give up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you didn't put the work and the consistency into making that change actually happen. It, it There is a process and it does take work. This is not something that just happens magically because you think about it in your head and all of a sudden everything is different and wonderful and glorious in, tw- in 24 hours. It doesn't work that way. Mm. But that's also, I mean, you, there's different ways you can look at it, but that's part, part of the human experience. So let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the body and in the brain when it comes to making changes. So we love to talk about Dr. Joe Dispenza. I always almost always say Dr. Joe. <laughs> I don't, Since day one, gosh, we started talking about him. I know, him. it's yeah. so ridiculous. I cannot, yeah. I just cannot say his name. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, one of our favorite books, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I recommend that to literally Everyone. every person on the planet. Mm-hmm. It is such a fantastic book. Um, just talking about making changes. Yeah. I mean, really, truly what that book is talking about, how to make changes and how to make lasting sustainable changes. And it's not just changes. hokey pokey stuff. I mean, he gives scientific data. I mean, he's researched and researched and researched. There's scientific data, so it's not all woo-woo weird stuff which a lot of people think it is yeah and Mm -hmm. it's not at all I mean when they're in on some of the he's been doing this is his research and um workshops and you know retreats and things for a long time and when they're in those retreats and workshops they are measuring the brainwave patterns so what they're doing when they're measuring they're kind of showing are you in kind of like alpha beta which are kind of really kind of considered like the lower brain wave patterns i guess you could call them that and going up into theta and delta were kind of the deeper theta and delta is when you would bite getting into sleep and things like that Mm -hmm. so it's like those deeper pattern what i consider to be deeper patterns of um brain activity so they're measuring all of those and what they're seeing when people are in kind of chaos and the brain's all over the place our minds are all over the place which we know is just our lives today because it's constant distraction yeah so the brain waves are what he calls out of coherence. So, and when the brain is out of coherence and it's all over the place, change is impossible. So it takes the brain coming into coherence. And I know this is a little bit, you know, off the cuff here. When the brain comes into coherence is when change can actually happen Mm -hmm. because those new brain pathways can be created. If the brain is in chaos, it can't create new pathways. It just it just doesn't it's work that way. It's almost like, you know, when people are like, oh, my God, I had that aha moment. And then from there, it's like you flip. That's what, exactly what you're talking about. In, yes. In, you know, layman's terms. Thank you. Because I was like trying to come up with like something in my head. I was like, well, you're good. She, Deb's like the queen of the analogies. So I, love I was like, if I just talk, she'll come up with some way to explain it. Or I'm not getting there. Because I know it's like talking about, oh, coherence. Sounds really cool. Right. But it may be a little difficult to understand. So the aha moment is the perfect yeah. example. Because that's when like everything, everything comes, comes together. together. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> so everything comes together and the brain is able to make that shift. You have a new perspective, you have a new way of looking at it, and now the brain can start to change. So when you learn something new, new pathways start to build immediately. So you can kind of think of it as like two strings coming together and those strings starting to kind of wrap around each other. So that starts to happen immediately as you learn something. Now, if you don't continue to learn and really bring that into your being, those actually start to prune apart within Mm -hmm. 72 hours. So it's very rapid. That's why when you're in college and you're setting cramming for a test you can remember all of that stuff to go in and take the test but then you forget all of it afterwards because you don't continue the learning process you just memorized it Mm -hmm. so if you don't continue the learning process then those strings don't come you know don't like make a nice little bow and become attached they start to unravel and prune apart and of course i get a picture in my head because my nephew's got a trampoline for christmas and like attaching the or putting the trampoline together you had to use the 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 coils like exactly what you're talking about like the the strings with the coils around it like and then you think of like I'm thinking no you don't want to just jump on like a like a like a half-ass string right you want this coil yes and the coil will support you so like of course I have to like <laughs> have a weird picture in my head but that's, that's what, a perfect picture though because yeah it's more supportive and it's really coherent and it's like just 
yeah, supportive, I guess. Exactly. And that's when true change can actually start to happen. So if you don't create those coils, those nice, strong coils mm-hmm. on your trampoline, and you've just got <laughs> these like half-ass strings on certain part, like certain parts you've got some strings and certain yeah. parts you've got some coils, well, it's not going to be supportive of you mm. jumping up and down on it. Right. So <laughs> you're going to fall through at some point. And right. We don't want to fall through. We want to continue to strengthen those. Mm-hmm. So the consistency of making changes is how change actually comes about. Mm -hmm. So it's how you are thinking about it. It is the actions that you are taking and that you are consistently doing those on a daily basis. So if you're wanting to exercise more this year, if that's one of your, one of your goals, one of your, I hate the, I don't even like to talk about resolutions. Like what do you want to change in your life and why? Why is always a big one. So if you want to exercise more, why? Um, and just like, oh, I just want to, you know, tip the typical answer is usually, oh, I just want to feel better or I'm supposed to, which is a terrible answer, by the way, and you will never stick with it. If, if it's like, well, it's most, what I'm supposed to be doing. You won't, you won't stick to it. Um, but if it's, you know, you know, like your why is I want to be able to keep up with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have the energy to, you know, do all the things that I want to do. I want to have the energy to travel, whatever it is, you need to have a why. And I always challenge you to go that step deeper in your why as opposed to the first thing. The first things that come up on the surface is not that they're not important, Mm -hmm. but those are just the initial layer. So you want to go a couple layers deeper into your why because the the deeper you can go into your why, the more likely you are to succeed in your changes Mm -hmm. because it's not just some kind of, you know, fly, you know, fly by night thing that you're thinking of. It Mm -hmm. will, it will really take hold if you can do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there it is. And there it is. <laughs> so you have to do the work. You and mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk about what you're thinking about as you're doing this stuff. Um, are you thinking? And we're going to actually talk more about this in the next segment of talking about just like how how we see the world and how we think about things. But when it comes to making changes, are you already in the mode of this isn't going to work? If you're already in the mode that this isn't going to work, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's just you know that's just basic reality (laughs) if that's your expectation um that's where your energy is going and wherever energy you know goes everything flows so it's not going to work so you have to change your mind to this is going to work and you do you might have to you know might you have to tweak it yes there's potential that you're going to have to tweak it you're going to have to change things as you move forward and these changes that you're making you might have to you will I won't even say might I say you probably will have to make adjustments to what you're doing because that's the way it is you know you start with something that's maybe kind of a template for everybody like if it's a diet change or exercise program and then you have to customize it to you you have to make it yours and the more ownership you can take over making changes again the more likely you are to be successful. Mm -hmm. Well, and the thing is, I mean, if you think about the body in itself, like people have, you know, they they start going to the gym. Well, their body hurts because they're working new muscles. So when they do the change with the emotional stuff and the behaviors and patterns, it's going to hurt too, to a degree. It's going to be not, not so much hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yes. And so people are like, oh, I can't do this. I mean, God, it's so easy to just jump ship and run away. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so much nicer when you get to that, it that is. golden nugget, I guess. You yes, know? exactly. And that and and I'm so glad you brought that up because that really is one of the true keys of you know kind of working through any kind of change is sitting with the discomfort because mm, it's, it's it's mm. and sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Just let's just say <laughs> sometimes it sucks and you do just want to get a, you do just want to get up and run away mm. from it. Like what can I do to distract myself? What mm-hmm. can I do so I don't have to think about this? I don't have to feel this. I don't have to go and do this task. What can I do? We always want to do what's most comfortable mm-hmm. first. And so I would kind of challenge you do the things that are uncomfortable first. Mm-hmm. Because once you do the things that are comfortable, then you don't want to move on to the things that are uncomfortable. But if you can do the things that are uncomfortable first, Mm -hmm. your, again, likelihood of succeeding in whatever goal it is that you set for yourself Mm -hmm. is exponentially higher. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know. See, we're rooting you all on today. We want you, we want you to do this. So sit with your discomfort, think about what you're, you know, think about what you're telling yourself and consistency is the key. You are literally rewiring the brain and the body Mm -hmm. to a new you. 
So it doesn't just like, you know, new year, new you. No, we really want you to do it. We really, yes. We and really we're doing it ourselves. We are doing it ourselves in many so. different ways. Mm-hmm. So new year, new year, new year, new you. Rewire those brain. <laughs> rewire the brain. Jeez, I just cannot talk today. Re- <laughs> rewire the brain. Think about what you're thinking what about. You Be conscious of your thinking. There. I'm just kidding. Not telling. <laughs> Maybe a little Bailey's with that coffee this morning. <laughs> the beer show was last night. <laughs> There's a little leftover. <laughs> All right. So coming up next, are you a joyful Jill or a Danny Downer? Mm. Hang tight to find out where you fall. Welcome back, Thrive Life community. We are having way too much fun already this morning. I'm not going to tell you what's in my coffee, just <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Although I do have to say, so that thing that you posted this morning about if I ordered, yes, <laughs> that I'm was like, so I hilarious. Oh my God. So she posted this thing this morning on Facebook and she tagged me and it is like, if I order, what did it say? It was like, if I order a decaf coffee, um, I've been kidnapped and need assistance or something. And like it's that. a sign. Yeah. It's a sign. So that's like the code word, the code. So if I ever, if anyone ever hears me ordering decaf or discussing <laughs> yeah. decaf, I am in some kind of trouble. So you need to come to my rescue. Yes. <laughs> Oh, where did it go? Here it is. It was really funny. Okay. So, <laughs> obviously, is. we are If you a, ever okay. hear me order a decaf coffee, I've been kidnapped and trying to signal you. <laughs> exactly. That would be Amy. Yes, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are all about New Year, New You for real, for, for the reals. For Brazil. For Brazil. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> We really are just drinking coffee, I promise. So um, so we are all about it today. And so we're talking about, in the beginning, um, change and why it's just so hard to make changes. So we talked a bit about what's going on in the brain and rewiring new patterns and all of those wonderful things. And, you know, making a strong trampoline instead of one with strings. You want <laughs> coils and not strings. So <laughs> consistency yeah. is the key in anything that you're doing when it comes to trying to make changes. So... We were having this interesting conversation last night about, and so when I was asking Deb, like, well, what do you want to talk about this week? <laughs> and she I just, don't even know why it came out of my mouth. I don't either. It was, she's like, well, slap myself. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what, it, what was it you said? How to, how to have more joy or something like that? Ways to have more joy or what brings you joy? What brings you what joy? What brings you joy? That's it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a great one. And so then we just and then started, I thought about it. I'm like, <laughs> really, Deb? That, did that really come out of my mouth? <laughs> Can it I was do a really take funny. Back? I no, take you can't. Back. And I told her absolutely not. I was like, if it came out of your mouth, that means we have to talk about it. It's a sign. Oh, it's yes. a sign. <laughs> so we started having this interesting conversation because. Deb and I are actually very much polar opposites in how completely. we see the world, like completely different. And that's probably why we're such good friends because we can balance each other out. Mm-hmm. So I see the world. Um, well, so let's give the example of whatever, what it, what was it that we were talking about last night? Okay. So it's something that was coming up that needed to be worked on. We were talking about a, mut- a mutual client, I think, and just some things that were coming up for them. And, and so when something comes up um, from an emotional standpoint or just some kind of a deep thing that needs to be kind of worked through. So when it comes up for me, I say, oh, well, this is some, you know, something, and even if it's something painful, it's like, oh, well, this is something that I can work through and I can get past. Mm -hmm. And what was your response to that? Oh, shit. (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) So you can see we, we, and we, but, and so we started talking about this and realizing how very differently we see the world in general Uh so my first instinct is almost always something positive it just is i mean i can't not do it because it's just literally how my brain thinks and so for deb it's not (laughs) it's not that way and i'm working on it it's it's one of those uncomfortable things that i'm Mm -hmm. working on but yeah my instant go-to is a oh shit or negative reaction like oh what the <laughs> that was so funny. You know? Your face was like, oh, uh, do I say uh, it? No, 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 I don't. I don't. I'm Rain it in, <laughs> Rain it in, Belak. So it's so interesting to think about how we see the world so incredibly differently. Right. I mean, so incredibly differently. Yeah, and yet very similar at the same yeah. time. I don't. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> we are our own like oxymoron. Like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> Like Jumbo Shrimp. <laughs> like we're twins, you know, Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm so glad I get to be Arnold. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Start. there's the Danny Downer. Danny DeVito. <laughs> 
das war jetzt. Ey. If your first response is, well, well, that's stupid, or why are they doing that? And, you know, on and on those. Well, that's how you see mm. the world. And that's how you talk to yourself. Yes. Most importantly, yes. that mm. is how you are talking to yourself. So it's one thing, you know, to be, you know, sending all of that out into the world. But it's another thing is what is that internal dialogue? Mm-hmm. What's happening there? Yep. Yes. So what's that internal dialogue for you? Hmm. Well, I'll change the question. Well, I'll I'll just (laughs) deflect it. And I I do say to my patients all the time, like, like, yeah, all the time I said, if you talk to your friends the way you talk to yourself, Mm -hmm. would you have any friends? I say it like every day. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, Debbie. You have to take your own mm-hmm. advice now. <laughs> and it's, it's so but funny. But it's a reflection of me. Every mm-hmm. person is a reflection of me when, when that comes up. And, and I'll tell you, and it's so sad to me that literally I have never had one person say that they would have a bunch of friends. Not one. Yep. Yeah, because you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things that go on in our heads, especially, you know, and just coming from a woman's perspective, because mm-hmm. we work mostly with women, although I know this absolutely is true for men as well. Um, oh, I ask it to men, too. Yeah. I ask it all the time. And they're like, yeah, they don't even know how to respond they to that because it's too yeah. much. Because it is too much because you're they, then you have to start thinking, oh, my gosh, what did I say to myself today? Mm-hmm. You know, so I had a client in the other day and we were just going through some different things and we we're talking about patterns of behavior. And she just kept saying, oh, that's so stupid. I'm so stupid. That's oh, so stupid. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> stop saying that because I. I just, and I don't, it's not even conscious. Like mm-hmm. when, when we're saying those things, we say them so often that mm-hmm. it's not even a conscious thing that we're saying it right. out loud. Right. We don't even realize that we're saying it out loud and we're saying it in our heads until somebody else kind of points it out to you. Like, Hey, stop calling you stupid. I, I have one of my best friends in the whole world who's back in Switzerland. I miss you, Carrie. Um, one of my best friends in the whole world. We've known each other for like 15 years and I used to actually punch her. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, you have hit me. A I know I times. have hit Deb a couple times too. So anytime she would say something, you know, bad about herself, because well, again, it's not a conscious thing. It's just kidding. like, hey, <laughs> I just caught my abuse. Help. <laughs> just friend abuse. Um, no, but it was it's such a loving. A, thing. I know, it is a loving. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm a loving I'm, punch. I'm loving. I'm punching out of love. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such an. It was always such an unconscious mm-hmm. thing for her and for other friends too to say things that yep. you know were negative. And so it was almost like I'm trying to wake you up. Like you know, let me just hit you so you like snap out of that. Mm-hmm. Like no, that's not okay. And, and maybe you. Not that I was hitting people really hard because I'm not <laughs> but it's like maybe you'll register the pain the physical pain with that emotional oh, like pain Pavlov's that you're telling yourself <laughs> yes yes you say that you'll feel the pain you'll say that you're going to feel the physical pain because I am going to punch you in the right. arm yes mm-hmm. exactly but you know it is you do need to start almost kind of having that trigger to snap yourself out of it so mm-hmm. if there's a word or something that you say to yourself over and over and over again a really good practice is when that comes into your head or out of your mouth what is the opposite that you can say to yourself instead? You know, one thing that I used to do, and I had a friend call me out on this years ago, and like, you know, I'd call up my friend, hey, Amy, it's just Deb, or it's just me, it's mm. just me, it's just me. And then, like, she would call me out and she would say, it's not just you, like, just say who you are. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what is she talking about? Like, me at Negative Nelly, I'm like, what is she talking about? And then I thought about it, I'm like, Okay, I guess I need to change that, but I, I really didn't resonate with me until like a few years later. Return. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Spying on us, like yes. with one eye in the window. <laughs> and it's funny because you wouldn't really have. <laughs> We are just having way too much fun in the studio today. Oh my gosh. It's good. Is there a full moon? I know. What's happening? I don't know what's happening. What is happening? (laughs) That's for you, Bertrand. (laughs) But it's funny because you wouldn't really think of saying, oh, it's just me as being a negative thing. Yeah. But it actually is. It really is. It's Mm -hmm. saying that you're not significant or Mm -hmm. you're not important. Right. And it was just so in my existence. Like I'd never even... 
you didn't even realize you're doing no. it because it was so again one of those patterns of behavior that have mm-hmm. been there for a long time mm-hmm. and until it's brought to your attention you right. can't change it and then that is the process of changing it right. of saying you know what I'm not insignificant and I am worthy of right. saying hey it's Deb it's Deb yeah Dr. Deb Dr. Deb. <laughs> We've taken it to, a whole, taken it to a whole other level. Let me tell you. <laughs> I've graduated. You have. In many ways. In so many ways. <laughs> but it's true. No, yeah. That's so interesting. And it was just the, the littlest thing that just seemed to like, I was like, what is she talking about? And I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I guess I could see it. But I, I like looking back, it's like, wow, that was probably... a what a blessing it what was. What a blessing. What a gift to you mm-hmm. for someone to say, no, I see you. Mm-hmm. You're significant to me. Yeah. And I want you to be significant to yourself. Right. I mean, that's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I mean, it's, I'm also like, can totally see a difference in like posturing. If you were to say, it's just, it's just, it's me. just me. You know, you, you even, you can even hear that in the voice. You can mm-hmm. hear that in the posture. I know those of you that were It's like a weeping sound. Yeah. In Chinese medicine, we pay attention to the tone of voice oh, and yeah. people like, it's just me oh um yeah it's just me yeah it's like no it's me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so you can see a total difference in the yeah, posturing of me. like just me to like hey it's me mm-hmm. you know like the shoulders up the shoulders down mm-hmm. and that makes a difference even in your actual physiology it really does posturing makes a diff- huge mm-hmm. difference i mean not only if you're slouching does it crush your organs number one but <laughs> It does. It puts pressure on the physical or a visual thing. I'm like, (laughs) it does. Like a nutcracker. (laughs) (laughs) If you're slouching all the time, it puts extra pressure on your organs. So sitting up straight, like shoulder bra. Have you ever seen that thing? No. It's like a it's like a thing you can put on your shoulders. Oh, to pull your shoulders back. mm, I call it a shoulder bra. I'm sure it's called something else. Hilarious. It looks like a shoulder bra. That's why I'm like, what are you talking about? A shoulder bra. But it literally is like a opens you up. Open like yeah, like. It's like a reverse bra, I think. Yeah. Well, that that makes sense to pull the shoulders back and open that heart mm-hmm. center up. That makes complete and total sense. I feel sense. like I want to get one. I know. Maybe we should get them and try them out we and then we can report, report back to you. Back Does it work? Does my posture better? Because my posture does tend to be really terrible. Yeah, I have forward head. So I sit with my neck. That means like I sit with my head forward so I'm not like straightened up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to constantly adjust that because it hurts my neck. And then I sit with my shoulders also kind of rolled forward all the time. So I'm always trying to pull them back. And then that's uncomfortable because I'm not used to doing it. I think we need to do it. I think we do. Okay. okay so we're going to get the shoulder bras <laughs> <laughs> and try them out. <laughs> And we will report back as to whether or not that has improved our posture. And I'm wondering, you know, because they do have like the Superman posture. So and so I think there's actually a TED talk on that, the Superman posture. I can't remember the woman's name who does it. Yeah, the Superman. So the Superman posture is like standing with your hands on your hips, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And so even just if you're in like a slumpy mode, even just standing up and putting yourself in a powerful Mm -hmm. posture can actually change Mm -hmm. again change your brain it can because it just it signals different you know from a physiological standpoint it signals different chemicals to be released Mm -hmm. because you're putting yourself in a powerful position and so you need a different chemical structure in the body in order to run up in that Mm -hmm. power position as opposed to running in a position of being down kind of in the dumps Mm -hmm. so you can actually change your physiology which changes your brain which changes how you think and it changes your future just by becoming superman Uh I know that sounds uh, simple and we're it's kind of so, laughing about it, but it's really it's true. It's really a big deal. It's really a big deal. So everybody, if you can stand right now, just you do can it. stand, stand up. If you're driving, obviously don't do that. But if you can right. stand up right now, <laughs> stand up and do your super, super woman or we'll have super to do man. it on the break. We'll do it on the break. And because we don't have time to do it yeah. here. So do it on the, do it if you're not driving. So we'll just, we'll leave it at that. So <laughs> coming up, our number one tip to creating joy in your life. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. As you can see, we have continued to laugh. And I will tell you, Tegan, we did the Superman, Superwoman posture mm-hmm. on the break. We did. We absolutely did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I, know. I love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tika gave us a little help when we stood Love up. So we're it. like, oh, we have to bring that in when we yes. come back from break. Yes. So just changing your posture mm-hmm. can change your outlook on things. And I know it sounds really simple. And you might be rolling your eyes and saying that's the stupidest thing ever. But I would challenge you to do it every day or every time you're feeling that consistently for a while, not just one day, one day you might not feel a difference, but if you're doing that consistently every single day and your power position might be totally different, you may want to have your arms thrown up in the air, or you may want to have them out to the sides, um, or, you know, over your heart, whatever it is, it really doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. The, the, what is, what is that one? The muscle man one. Yeah. What's it from? The muscle builder pose. Muscle builder pose, you know, where the one arm's bent and the other arm's straight out. Yeah. Yeah. Super strong. I'm looking at posture bras. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. We are going to do the um, posture We're totally gonna shoulder find bra. One. We're going to find one. So how do you create joy in your life then? Hmm. Any ideas? It's like the dramatic pause on, what is it? Hallmark. The Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. The, the dramatic pause. What is coming? oh my gosh we're just ridiculous today Mm -hmm. so creating joy is a is a bit of a different thing and so let's talk about joy versus happiness so happiness is really not an emotion it's really a state of being um i was reading this something this morning um from oh gosh i always forget her name i want to um it's vision vision lakiani's wife and i follow her on instagram and she's just really cool she just is a real she's just a unique being i love the stuff that she talks about the way that she thinks about things and so she was talking about happiness and happiness being a state of being as opposed to an emotion i'm like yes Mm -hmm. i can totally see that joy to me um is emotion but happiness is just how you kind of are on an everyday basis. And again, and that doesn't mean that, you know, you're just like that glazed over. Oh, everything's so good. It doesn't mean that. It just means kind of at your core, you're a happy person. You will still deal with pain. You will still mm-hmm. deal with grief and all of those things and anger and jealousy and hatred. You're still going to have all those emotions mm-hmm. coming up. But your natural state of being can be happiness. And of course, happiness is subjective. It's it's going to be different. It means different things to different people. Right. There is no way to measure happiness it's not possible right because my version of happiness is going to be something completely different from somebody else's so there is no right or wrong way to be in a state of happiness Mm -hmm. and it's completely up to you to figure out what that is and that's actually kind of a cool thing it is you get to determine that yourself Mm -hmm. so what's happy for you my cats are so freaking funny. Her cats are ridiculous let me they're like dog cats number one they're Persians (laughs) and they I just, I don't even know how to describe your cats. They're just hysterical. They're hysterical. They have such personalities and they just bring such joy. They're just so funny. <laughs> like, yeah, they just do. I don't even know how else to say it. Except when they're, you know, <coughs> dropping bombs somewhere in oh, the house. Oh, God, or dear Lord. <laughs> trying to scratch up new carpets. Yeah. Yep. They are. They're like dog cats. They're fat. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> yes. I've never seen cats that have personality like that before. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else brings you happy? <sighs> And spending time with friends, being on this lovely show of yours. Mm. I love it so much. Thank you. It is fun. Um, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, And this is a question that actually we ask people, like what mm -hmm. what brings, what gives you joy? Mm -hmm. What makes you happy? Oh, I have a good one. People have a hard time coming up with something. Fuzzy blankets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like psychotically happy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You all don't even understand. You what? I like to fix things. You like to fix things? Oh, that's awesome. I like that. (laughs) Yes. That's so cool. That's a good one. I mean, we ask people this in, you know, in our practices or even just having casual conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, what makes you happy? What brings you joy? And it's amazing how often people sit and think and they can't come up with something. They can't, they don't know. Well, it was about three, three, four years ago. No, it was about three years ago. And um, Marissa, BB's daughter asked me, she's like, well, what brings you joy? And I'm like. I couldn't answer Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, you need to talk to my mom. (laughs) And that's what started all that. But I literally couldn't answer that question. And I'm like, well, helping people makes me happy. No, like you can't, it can't involve another person. Like, yes, I enjoy spending time with my friends, but that doesn't make or break me. Right. You know, it's, it's enjoyable. And, but if I don't, then I'm still going to be okay. You know, exactly. And so, you know, it's just one of those things like I love helping people helping people makes me happy but that really isn't a good answer yeah 
So for the moms out there, you take care of everybody and, oh, it makes me happy to take care of my kids and my husband and this and that. No, that's not an answer. It's not. You have to find it within you. Like what brings joy to you? A bath without kids coming in the bathtub or bathroom, you <laughs> yeah. know, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like well, a lot of them say, you know, just five minutes to go to the bathroom and poop and not have someone interrupting <laughs> you <laughs> or seeing little fingers under the door like yeah. come out here we'll see and then my minutes. cats do that yeah I know my dog does the same thing she's like wait what are you going into the bathroom for come play with me I'm I like, know no this is mama time you go lay down <laughs> lord have mercy yeah yeah but so what was I something that just popped into my head oh so talking about you know that it's not a good answer when you're talking about that happiness being reliant on other people Mm -hmm. because other people and things jobs situations those can go away Mm -hmm. and so are you still okay and still in a state of happiness if those things are no longer there it doesn't mean you may not feel the pain of the loss and things like that you know we're not talking about that but can you still stand in that state of happiness if you don't have those things in your life right that's the important thing so what is it about you just yourself that makes you feel happy and even things about yourself, you know, mm-hmm. that make you that make you feel happy. Like I like to laugh a lot mm-hmm. and I do it constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that makes me feel happy. And mm-hmm. I can find ways I think I posted something on Facebook this past week about, you know, thinking of a joke inside in your head and then you laugh out loud because you're so oh, funny. Yeah. Because I actually do, I actually do that. I'll mm-hmm. be thinking about something or a situation or whatever, and I will just start laughing, even if I'm just completely by myself, like a crazy person. But it's because it brings me joy and mm-hmm. it makes me feel happy to do that. And that's something that I'm getting completely from within myself. It has nothing to do with you know it being based on somebody else. But you just said something that was really interesting. Is that you're like, I'm sitting there laughing by myself like a crazy person. Yeah. Like it's not okay to just be home laughing yes. by yourself. You know, and and it's like look at the crazy people out there. Like, you know, do we want to be normal like them or would we rather be, you know, it just struck me funny the way you said that. Yes. Because being crazy is way better. I think crazy is way better too. I'm good at crazy I'm good at crazy. Because it's something I actually wrote down in my notes is why is it okay to, is it just like a normal thing mm-hmm. to think people like that are crazy? Number one, but like also to, to be irrita- to be irritated with happy people. Right. I mean, we do. People get irritated. Like if you're in a restaurant and people like the table next to you is just laughing oh and having this great time, people will start getting mad and giving them dirty looks. Well, that happened to us when we were at that. <laughs> it did. It- it did happen to us. And it was so we had fun anyway. We were having fun anyways. But you know, people will start giving them dirty looks. Yeah. And so it's like, why is it okay for to be irritated when someone else is obviously, you know, joyful and enjoying mm. themselves? We get in, people get annoyed by it. And I see it all the time. I was like, that shouldn't be a normal thing. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be normal. We should, we should celebrate that. Like when yeah. I see people laughing at another table, it makes me smile. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, they're having so much fun. I wish I right. knew what they were talking exactly. about. You know, it's like, Ooh. I want to be like, you know, a little fly on the wall <laughs> by their table so I can hear their conversation. Cause they're obviously enjoying you know their conversation they're enjoying their time right. and what is better than seeing people being happy Nothing. makes me happy i know well people aren't comfortable with being happy no. it's it's definitely a weird thing it is a weird thing and that kind of goes back to you know asking people what brings them joy and what makes them happy and they can't answer mm-hmm. they can't they can't come up with something mm-hmm. You know, and that makes my heart hurt because I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you can't come up with a single thing. And I think we've all been there at times in our life when we were just so down that we couldn't find something that made Mm -hmm. us happy. We've all been there. I've been there. You said you've been there. We've all been at those points. And so it's like, well, then if you're at that point, how do you start to, you know, bring yourself out? And I would say the number one, the number one tip I would give is to find some one thing to be grateful for, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because gratitude changes things. Mm-hmm. It changes your mind. It changes your heart. It changes your spirit. It changes actual, again, the physiology of the body just by being grateful for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the other day I had a session with BB and afterwards I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> but in, and for as weird as it sounds, I was grateful for that really shitty moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah. this is growth. I'm thankful yeah. for the growth, you know, <laughs> but, but, you yeah. know, but yeah, I mean, even being grateful for being able to push through something like that and, yep. and move forward, being grateful for the difficulties. You know, I was just writing about all of these, you know, things that I've been viewing as loss over the past couple of years. And it's not that they aren't, they are losses. Um, but at the same time, I have so much gratitude mm-hmm. for 
for that feeling for those events happening. And that doesn't mean I'm happy about them. It just means that I'm grateful for having experienced it because it's changed me Mm -hmm. in really, really positive ways. Right. Um, Because I chose for it to change me in really, really positive ways, Mm -hmm. but it was hard. It was hard as hell. Mm -hmm. And I, and to even get to the point to say like, you were like, Oh, I'm grateful for this, (laughs) you know, and you really truly are, you know, but it's, it's growth and it's, it's uncomfortable. Let's just get back to the discomfort part here, guys is because even even starting to cultivate that joy or as one of my favorite authors Brenda Burchard puts it bring the joy mm-hmm. so you're bringing the joy into any situation that you're going into it's uncomfortable and mm-hmm. it can feel hard especially if you're not used to doing it mm-hmm. yeah you know and one of my friends um, brought me a gift at work th- uh, last week this week last week I don't remember last week <laughs> anyways um but it was um and I can't remember who wrote the book but um it the the book called you are a badass oh yeah and it, she got me this cute little mini book of you are a badass and then it also has like the staples button but it says you are a badass and then it has all these other things <laughs> has all these other sayings it's great but I noticed that you know if I'm kind of like in a mood I'm like I hit the button you know, <laughs> and it makes me happy, you know, it's like, oh yeah. And it has like five different sayings, but, but it's that, funny. I mean that, you know, like little things like that to jumpstart you out of being in a funk is really important. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, sitting and watching Deb's cats, like rip around the house, like little crazy <laughs> wild animals or, you know, <laughs> sit and stare at you. One of her cats, we call it, we call it her murder cat because <laughs> I'm not kidding, y'all. She stares at you like she's going to murder you in your sleep. She has this look. It's so she, Yeah. It's so and funny. And then she can be the sweetest, most loving, cuddly thing. She actually got on my lap once. Once? Just once. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time she stares at me like murder cat. Yeah. Like, I'll get you, my pretty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really would love to like videotape them. You kind of Like need a to. montage or yes whatever yes but you see so we're having this conversation about deb's cats and we're laughing and it's bringing us joy and yeah, it's funny it is you know funny. so it, it doesn't have to be some really deep spiritual you know thing mm-hmm. you know to bring you joy it can be very simple and i would actually say that the more simple it is the more profound it probably like actually the badass is button. like the badass button or a it's cat simple. or a dog or a ferret whatever (laughs) (laughs) or something that you say in your head that makes you laugh out loud like you know you're a crazy person which is exactly where you want to be Mm -hmm. the crazier the better as far as I'm concerned yeah yeah and I would say to my dad I would say dad you're weird he's like thank you (laughs) I resemble that statement yeah like he would always make a joke about it it was sweet Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's finding those things about yourself that you can laugh about and you know enjoy you know and if you can enjoy being by yourself Mm. that's a big one if you can enjoy being by yourself so that's going to bring us nicely into our next segment about meditation and how daily meditation and journaling practices can help you find your joy Welcome back, everyone. We have had quite a joyful um, hour with Dr. Deb here today because, well, that's almost always what happens anyway. We end up laughing through the entire show. Yes. Occasionally we have tears. Today we had tears of laughter <laughs> and craziness because yes. that's how we roll. Exactly. Yes. And it's, so it's been a good morning so far. We're embracing the crazy. <laughs> we are embracing our crazy today because crazy is actually what makes us normal. So yes. <laughs> we're totally embracing that. But we've been talking about how hard it is to change and kind of what's going on in the body. And then, you know, how to just bring joy into your life. You know, what does that mean? And if you're, if you sit and think about it and you're not able to come up with something, which is really common. Mm -hmm. So there's not something wrong with you. If that happens, that's a really common thing. And I think part of that is just our constant distracting of doing, 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 Mm -hmm. and we're never just being, being, being. So we don't, we, we can't literally can't cultivate that. Right. Um, And you do want to, We want to encourage you to find that happiness and joy within yourself first and foremost because external things can go away. And so if you're relying on the external, whether that is, you know, a job that you currently love or maybe a place you're living or it's a relationship, a family member, whatever it might be, you know, those things don't last, don't necessarily last forever. So if you can be strong in your happiness, Mm -hmm. you know, as just you, that is not only going to strengthen those external things for you, but if those things do go away, then you can still stand strong in who you are. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So we're going to tell you a little bit about how you can do that. So, you know, 
again, bringing the joy into any situation. I want to start there before we go into the meditation and journaling part. So I do believe that we have a, it is our, I don't want, I don't know if I want to use the word responsibility. Um, it is our choice of how we enter it pretty much any situation. So we can enter a situation in joy. And that again, does not mean that you look all crazy eyed <laughs> or glossed <laughs> right. over. That's not, that's not what I mean, but it's almost like that. And let's use it as an energy. It's the energy you are bringing into a room. So you can come into a room or a space, a meeting, a, even just going into your own meditation, to be honest, um, in a state of joy, um, and happiness, or you can go into it in a state of frustration and anger or whatever it is that you might be going through. And again, it doesn't mean you're ignoring those emotions. It's not about ignoring the, if you're having anger or having guilt or having grief, it's not about ignoring those. It's just, deciding that you are going to be in this other state and you're going to let those emotions come up and you're going to work through them instead of being distracted. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the meditation aspect. Um, but you're going to be in that state of happiness and that's going to be just kind of like your normal state. Mm -hmm. So bringing in the meditation and journaling side, and I know you're probably, there might be some eye rolls out there. Really? Your answer is meditation. I have rolled my eyes a million times on this conversation. Yes. And I journal. I started journaling. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. And so, and I have too, I've been like, oh, I don't want to meditate. Don't do I don't want to journal. Yeah. Oh my God. Really? That's the answer. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and the reason those things are so important and you can call that what you can call those things, whatever you want. I mean, you don't have to call a meditation. You can call journaling. it me time. You can call it me time or, you know, hanging out with myself, you know, <laughs> like what, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it doesn't really matter. You can totally change the words if those right. words just like grate your nerves. Um, which I get because they're just like, it's all, I, I get it being a little bit grating to hear them meditate and meditate. journal. It's like it's those like, buzzwords. Yeah. People are just like, Ugh. you're just sick of Even hearing me. them. I'm I know I get of sick of hearing it. We just, we're going to come up with different words. So I'm For just like throwing that out there. Yes. We're going to come up with different words and we're going to start using them and putting them out there and maybe they'll go viral and everyone will start using those and then we'll get sick of them and we'll have to come up with new ones. I know. But at least we can change them for a little yeah. while. Okay. We're so, leading the path. <laughs> we're leading the path. So <laughs> meditation and journaling and why these things are important. They are important because it's important to be quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, number one, it's important to be quiet, to be by yourself because, and you know, going back to change, that's where true change happens. It's when you are quiet, when you are by yourself, when you are going internal and you are evaluating what you are doing and who you want to become. That is, it's a critical aspect of human growth potential. Right. Let's just put it that way. You know, if you're constantly doing and being distracted and you're not ever evaluating what's going on or just tuning in, whatever you want to call it, um, you don't have as much opportunity for growth. You still will grow, but it's going to take longer and it's actually going to be harder. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more it painful mm -hmm. if you're not do if you're not doing those practices. So sitting down in meditation and, and, you know, meditation is not sitting down and erasing your brain. It's not, you know, trying to control the thoughts that are coming up. It's not a trying to you know, erase them because people get frustrated when they try to do that because it's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's not possible to do that, especially when you first started out in the practice. So when you first start out sitting down by yourself, thoughts are going to come up. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. What you want to do is be the observer of the thoughts instead of going down the rabbit hole and engaging in the thoughts. So, and I still engage in thoughts, things come up and I like, Oh, start thinking about it. And then before I know it, mm -hmm. I'm down this rabbit hole and I have to bring myself back. I'm like, no, we're not doing that right now. Mm -hmm. We're just observing what's it's coming like up. seeing them as clouds going by yes. in the sky like oh there's the thought of oh i need to pay this bill there's a thought of oh this person did this to me or oh this you know blah 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 or, oh i need to do that chore tomorrow yeah they're just thoughts clouds that go by and then just maintain exactly and clouds continue to move so they don't stay stagnant they don't stay in one place mm -hmm. they continue to move and so you want to let those clouds keep moving out of your vision and out of your mind um, and allow the next things to come up. And again, you're just observing. And there will be moments where there probably won't be any thought there. And you'll have that moment of just complete, oh, I know, <laughs> complete quiet, just complete yeah. quiet because we mm -hmm. are so inundated by noise. I mean, we get noise from every direction, whether, mm -hmm. you know, it's the cars outside or having conversations or listening to music or watching TV or we're on our phones. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we are constantly inundated with those things and it makes us feel very anxious. Mm -hmm. And I forget clouds exist. You for, see, so you don't even take time to look up at the sky and see the clouds. That's how busy we are. Yeah. Oh, so, so your assignment, Tegan, this weekend is to go lay in a park and look up at the clouds like you were a kid. Not on Saturday, <laughs> though, because it's supposed to rain. <laughs> 
there's a lot of clubs on Saturday. <laughs> you wanted to look I'll be watching much. a jujitsu fight on Saturday. Okay, well, on Sunday then, you can yeah. go outside. At least go outside and, stay and look up at the sky and see a couple of clouds, and then you can go back in. I'll probably do that. Too. Okay. Okay. Perfect. That's homework. All right. Homework for Tegan. <laughs> homework for all of you out there. If you yes. forget that we have cloud, beautiful, fluffy clouds outside, go outside and look at the clouds. It's like being a kid and looking at the clouds and be like, oh, that looks like a dragon. Exactly. Or, oh, that looks like a squirrel. I or, used to love to watch I, the clouds yes. and find things in them. Yes. So part of it too, and actually I'm glad we kind of started talking about that, is that bringing that childlike wonder back, you know, and mm. being a kid again where you didn't have all the cares and the worries. That can really actually be a part of meditation. It's like having some wonder. Mm -hmm. you know having some like oh what's gonna happen you know mm -hmm. what's coming up and it won't always feel like that because no. <laughs> other things that will come up but the way you're just like, like puppies and balloons yeah and the other side of the things that come up but sitting by yourself and going inside and you know tuning into who you are and things that are coming up for you and then you know not Feeling the need to get up and do something about them. I know I have this issue where things come up and immediately because I'm uncomfortable, mm -hmm. I want to get up and go do something. And so I have to literally say, okay, do I really need to get up and do, go do something? Or is there something coming up that even if I don't completely understand what it is that I need to process and let it come out of my body. Right. So you have to sit through the discomfort. It's not always comfortable to sit and meditate. Mm -mm. It's just not. Some days it's going to be great and you're just going to be kind of in the zone and it's going to feel amazing and you're going to get that really you know tuned in connection and maybe feel a ton of love and it's going to be awesome. awesome other days it's going to suck it's going to be like the <laughs> years like talking about embracing the suck mm -hmm. it's going to be total suck yeah. bill so but again it's the consistency of doing it every day it might be five minutes it might be two hours it does not matter mm -hmm. start with taking the time and committing that to yourself this is yes. a commitment to yourself and for whatever it is that you're wanting to do for your life this is a commitment to yourself so sitting down and doing that and then you can incorporate the journaling practice in as well again we're going to come up with new words for these because we're tired of hearing about them so but writing stuff down can completely change your perspective on stuff you know and I really recommend just free write just write just download onto the paper don't try to make it perfect don't worry about punctuation just download onto a piece of paper get a book I have actually my journal sitting right here download onto a piece of paper exactly what's coming out and then you can you may not do anything with it you may come back to it sometimes I'll go back to stuff I'm like oh my god I wrote that like right. wow oh god, holy yeah. crap that just completely oh my gosh you know you'll get just these really cool epiphanies after the mm -hmm. fact but again it's a commitment to yourself and taking the time to put that stuff down on paper because it's going to allow you to grow it's going to allow you to learn who you are mm -hmm. and it's going to allow you to make real true sustainable change absolutely yes this was such a great show. I know. I know. Fun. I'm like kind of really sad fun. it's over. I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> Deb, thank you so much thank for coming you back. For this was me. so fun. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, of course, as always, you can find Deb. Um, what's your website? Return to wellness.guru. Yes, she is an acupuncturist and she is fabulous. So reach out to her if you need some help getting on track this year. I love you all so much. Thank you for joining me and I will see you next week. <laughs>